0: You are most likely familiar with the Old Testament story of Job. If you've never read this part of the Bible, stop what you're doing right now. Go read it, or at least the first couple of chapters. The Book of Job comes as the third book in a trilogy of wisdom books. Each of the three books, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes and the Book of Job, are all necessary to tell the one story of God's wisdom and how life works best. Proverbs begins with Lady Wisdom crying out to all the simple and the foolish to come to her and learn wisdom. Wisdom is God's free gift for all who will be trained by it. Lady Wisdom is like this brilliant teacher who lays before her students the cause and effect nature that God has woven into creation. Common-sense truths like hard work is rewarded with happiness, fruitful results, and even riches, while lazy hands brings poverty. Lady Wisdom leads her students into the goodness of following the rules and the blessings that come from aligning oneself with reality, since God has created things with order, justice, and goodness. Follow in His way, and you will succeed and have a happy life. But Proverbs is just the first book of the trilogy. The second book of Ecclesiastes takes on the voice of a critic who has found a flaw in the system of cause and effect. Oh, the race does not always go to the swift, nor does wealth always come to those who work hard. The critical voice in Ecclesiastes has found a chink in the system that he calls chance. Sometimes the evil person does, does succeed, and the good person perishes, even though they've done everything right. This second book of Ecclesiastes leaves the reader wondering you know, if Lady Wisdom really had it right. And we even are left to wonder if God himself is good and righteous since our hard work is not always rewarded with His blessings. This brings us to the final book in the series, the Book of Job. Here, both Proverbs and Ecclesiastes finds their proper place in the much bigger story as to why bad things happen to good people. Here in Job, we learn that there is more to consider than simple cause and effect talked and taught in Proverbs, and that mere chance, pointed out in Ecclesiastes, is not ultimately in control of our fate, but rather, the good and gracious God has all things in His hands, and He is even working chance or bad luck, even evil outcomes toward His ultimate purpose. His end goal is that you be His beloved and live with Him forever in a place where evil outcomes and bad chances can no longer forfeit your place in His family. It is in the end of the book of Job that is so confusing then. After Job has lost everything dear to him, his children, his wealth, servants, even his own health, and has suffered dearly day and night. After crying out to God and wanting to know why he's been afflicted. After listening to his friends accuse him of, he must have done something really bad to deserve such suffering. And after asking, no, demanding that God show up face to face and tell him why and what's going on, why are you allowing me to suffer? And even after God showed up and gave him a mental tour of the universe and had him consider how complex everything is that you can see with your eyes and having him then consider if if he can't fully understand how creation works, How could he ever understand all of the complexity of why he was allowed to suffer? The trilogy should end here with the reality that there's so much more to wisdom than cause and effect. There is more going on in the universe to which chance and evil outcomes are possible. The wisdom books should end with the humility that Job expresses in the closing chapters, and we... Simply accept that we cannot know all that we wished that we could know, and then accept the good and the evil that comes knowing that God has us in his care. But the trilogy doesn't end with a broken and frustrated Job. It doesn't end with Job's suffering and death. Do you know how the final book in the trilogy ends? Well, go check it out for yourself. Or you can just listen up I'm gonna read it to you right now it says after Job had prayed for his friends the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before all of his brothers and sisters and everyone who had known him before came and ate with him in his house they comforted and consoled him over all the trouble the Lord had brought on him and each gave him a piece of silver and a gold ring the Lord blessed the later part of Job's life more than the former part. He had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 donkeys. And he also had seven sons and three daughters. The first daughter he named Jemima, the second Keziah, and the third Karenhapok. Nowhere in all the land were there found women as beautiful as Job's daughters and their father granted them an inheritance along with their brothers. After this, Job lived a hundred and forty years. He saw his children and their children to the fourth generation, and so Job died an old man and full of years. Wait, what? Why did God bless Job more than he had at first? It wasn't a reward for having passed a test, or having suffered so much, now I feel bad, I'm going to make it up to you. No, the blessings were for no other reason than this is the nature of God and the gift that He wanted to give His Beloved. Job's renewed life was amazing, but it will hold nothing compared to the renewed life that awaits us when Jesus comes again. The beauty, the wealth, the strength, the insight, the family, the wisdom, the love that awaits all who belong to God through His Son, Jesus, are given to us not as a reward for having passed the test of suffering here in this life, but they are gifts of grace from the good and gracious God who simply loves us. The wisdom books teach us that there is a cause and effect way about creation And that chance can turn it all upside down, and who knows why or when. But in the end, God, through His Son Jesus, sets all things right again, and we will be blessed beyond our imagination simply because He would have it so. Because He is love, because He is good, and has the power to right all things and bring all things under His control. The death of Jesus and His resurrection are the proof of His wisdom and the down payment of what is to come. So may the Lord bless you and keep you in all of the highs and the lows of this life. And may your heart be strengthened by the Holy Spirit to trust that in the end you will be renewed and restored and live with God in unending joy. Hope to see you all then this weekend in Bible study and worship. Oh, the children will be leading part of the 11 a.m. Tyler service, so see you all then.